And, uh, you know, one of the real reasons I believe we need to focus much more on the Holy Spirit is because there's just so much need free from sin and bondage to sin. There's so much need to see people uh, come off addictions and be broken free of those things. There's so much need to healing and sickness, emotionally, physically, uh, mentally, in so many ways. There is so much need that we need the power of God. We need the Spirit of God. We need a move of the Spirit because only in the natural, you know, you can only get so much done. And there's a place for all those things, but we need a dependence on the Holy Spirit. He brings through uh, people to a place in God that we aren't seeing quite yet or seeing glimpses of it, but I believe more is yet to come. So uh, Ephesians 5, 18, 21 says, Do not be drunk with wine. I'll say it again. <laughs> Ephesians 5.18. Do not be anyway. Do not be drunk with wine. What's happening this morning? Tussie, what have you done? In which is dissipation. But be filled with the Spirit. Turn to someone and say, be filled with the Spirit. Filled with the Spirit. Speaking to one another in and spirit. Giving thanks always. As we heard this morning, giving thanks always, even when the account's in overdraft, giving thanks always, even when the kids are playing up, giving thanks always, when you just lost your job, giving thanks always, giving thanks to God. To be filled is to be keep being filled, to keep being filled like a river or the dam. Well, at the moment, Waitakere Dam is pretty empty, but if it's only filled once, the water surges out, the power flows, and then it's done. We need it to be constantly filled, as we know, to keep producing the power. We need to live. Jesus stood and said in a loud voice, let anyone who is thirsty come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as Scripture said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. By this he meant the Spirit, whom those who believed in him were later to receive. Let it flow. There's meant to be these rivers that flow, not just a trickle and I really think often get to a trickle that's flowing out, you know, and there's not this flow of the river of God. And I believe to a measure, just like uh, White Island erupting, the Holy Spirit is poised to erupt more and more today in your life and in my life. I believe that there's no uh, disadvantage into our lives. So do you guys believe that this morning? The Holy Spirit, you know, that is His nature. He wants to break out. He wants to flow. He wants to move. Um, but we've got to be willing. So we don't want to be a trickle. We don't want to be a trickle church. We don't want to be a trickle Christian. I want to be someone that flows in the power of the Holy Spirit and see Him moving. Some of us are more body. <laughs> Some of us are more soul. But we all need to develop the Spirit. Amen. We need to develop the Holy Spirit. Development of the Spirit needs to be high of important in, importance in these last days. And you know, at the moment in the world, there's a lot of focus on developing the other two. Indonesia and find the home of whatever, you know, not that it's in Indonesia, I just said that word, but, you know, go wherever you want and try and find that place of whatever it is, transcendence or something. There's so much development on those other two, but so little development on the spirit. And yet God is spirit. And in the church, because you need to look at the fruit. It says that, you know, the fruit of the Spirit. So when you look at the fruit, that gives you an indication of where the Spirit is at work. Galatians 5.22, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and so Against such things there is no law. Think about that, love. How full of love our, our world is full of love. How, how would you rate it at the moment? When you look at the media, social media, whatever you, how would you rate it? 
Is our world full of love? Joy. I read the other day, nine out of 10 young people in the UK say there is peace. How much uncertainty is there today in our world? And yet even as Christ says, he gives us peace, not as the world gives it, but he gives it peace. Patience. Oh, let's not even talk about that. Kindness. You know, we, that word gets thrown around a lot these days, but it tends to be kindness if you agree with me. Fullness, gentleness, and self-control. Man, I mean, self-control, we, we sometimes even lack just problems with the remote control, like self-control. You know, man, this morning we watched, the kids want to watch something on TV, it turned on and none of the other buttons work. I swear, just none of the other buttons. And I was like, man, the batteries, pushing all the buttons. Now you can't argue over any TV, just turn it on, turn it off. But I was like, man, lose control, you know? Those are the fruits. And we look around at our world and we look around at our own lives and go, is there that fruit of those things coming out? And I would argue that we really need to increase our spirit. We know him, we hear his voice, and we experience his power. So we need to develop our ear for the Holy Spirit and then we'll grow in that fruit. You know, when um, kids get older, and I've got four kids, Um, When they're like nine or 10, I guess, they're kind of looking at the wall and they're going, you know, I've grown. And they grow and they say, you know, I'm growing in height. And then when you get to uh, 35, great age, not allowed in the young adults anymore, I've just been told. 35 or 40, you say, I've grown in my weight, my puku. And, And then you get to, you know, different ages and different things happen. But throughout your life, where you come from, it's about growing in the fruit of the Holy Spirit throughout your whole life. So this morning I want to talk about a few ways or six ways that we can develop how we grow in the fruit of the Spirit so that there is a life living in the overflow of the Holy Spirit. And you know, as you hear these, my prayer is is that, you know, there's something that's speaking to you about this morning. uh, and, And with that, just allow God to just shape something, just take off a layer that may be existing or something, but just allow God to speak to you this morning. So yeah, Holy Spirit, we just pray, come right now. Lord, let your word just mould us, Lord God. Let it shape your throne room from you, God, this morning. Not through me, God, but Lord, let there be something that you just impress upon our hearts, upon our minds, upon our spirit, we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So to live in the overflow of the spirit, the first area I want to talk about is we need to be empty of ourselves. We need to empty not your thoughts. So when we become full of ourselves or our own thinking or our own wisdom, a lot of what comes out is essentially probably not that great. You know, it's our own ability. And sometimes it might be helpful, but if it's not of God, really, I wonder how much you self. And of course, if you look at that, the root under that is the cause of sin. You know, there's sin. Sin is in our world. Sin is rampant. And the fruit of that is that we end up full of ourselves. And there's so many reasons we could be you know, protecting ourselves. We could be defending something. We could be afraid of bearing, you know, our souls to allow God. And Nicotine 10 says, pride leads to arguments. Be humble. Take advice and become wise. You know, a great example of this is um, emptying the rubbish bin. Because I've found in my home that we have a particular bin under the kitchen. But I've tested over the last few months how long I can leave it before it really has to be changed. And, uh, you know, and so there's this little kind of like subtle argument that goes on in our home between Katie and I about when you really need to change the rubbish bin 
or when it would just be a good thing to change the rubbish bin. And we were at my brother-in-law's house the other weekend. Um, I've just noticed the rubbish bin's getting a bit full, dear. Do you want to just, it's okay if you could just take out, is that okay if you just pull out that line and maybe just take it out to the rubbish bin and put another one in? Is that okay? Now, all the guys here that are husbands are knowing what that, that means. That means, what is your problem? Change the stupid bin liner. Well, it's really nice that she used those words. So I know what this looks like because if I don't empty the rubbish bin, I mean, you know, the rapture's one thing. But, man, there's no way around it. You can make excuses. That bin, it just needs to be emptied. And the truth is it needs to Don't empty it. Guess what happens? It stinks. It stinks. And then if it stinks real bad, these little flies, like these tiny little flies start buzzing around. And, uh, and, that, and then when if you don't empty it, it gets too full and you go to throw new rubbish in and it just falls off the top and then lands on the kitchen floor. And even sometimes I haven't changed our option. And so what I've found is, is that if I want things to go well, I need to empty the rubbish bin. And there are people that could leave today and you would have learned something amazing right there. But I'm telling you, emptying the rubbish bin regularly is a big part of it not stinking. You know, we need to get empty of the stuff that stinks in our lives. If you want the Holy Spirit, there's got to become a decision where you decide, I need to get empty of that stuff that stinks. You know, it's not a matter of us getting more of the Holy Spirit, but rather the Holy Spirit getting more of us. So I encourage you, you know, empty it regularly. You know, empty it regularly and don't let things get stinky. Number two is hunger. We've got to have a hunger. Matthew 5 verse 6 says, Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Spiritual hunger is always a prerequisite to receiving the kingdom of God. And I mean, I know most of you got hungry. <laughs> hungry. Let's get hungry. Let's get, oh no. Let's get hungry for the things of God. We know what it means to be hungry, don't we? We know what it means to be hungry. Like whether it's your favorite Indonesian cuisine, man, I just Indonesian today. Whether it's your favorite Indian food, whether it's your food, whether it's your, um, you know, whatever it is, whatever you, people eat. You get, we know what it means to be hungry. And throughout the week, we've had th- th- Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday prayer and fasting over the last week. And, you know, it's reminded us when we're fasting that when we get hungry, there's this awareness of, man, I'm hungry for food. I just need you in my life. And that hunger reminds us again that we need to have an appetite for the things of God. You know, at dinner time over the last wee while, we've noticed our kids, um, you know, when it comes to trying something new, often it's just like, oh, I don't want to try that. And, uh, and so, you know, well, a while ago we had this new, to try it. And they're eating their food and they're like, oh, and Esther's kind of poking at it with her fork. And the other kids are looking at it. And we're making all the promises of, you eat the dinner, you eat the sauce, you know, you get ice cream. We'll get you a new iPad. No, we won't. We'll get, you know, well, then, no, we're not going to do that. But anyway, <laughs> you say a whole lot of stuff, right? Just eat your food. But, oh, and they're eating their food quietly. You know when they're eating their food quietly? You're like, yeah, take that. This is good. And they're eating their food, and, they, and then we realize, and they're like, oh, this is really yum. And we're like, see, we told you. <laughs> we told you. And that, but it took them that convincing, you know. And God, he will satisfy us. You know, I mean, it, it's as simple as that. If we hunger for God, if we get hungry for God, then he will satisfy the things that we didn't even know we needed. You know, even the things that we didn't think we enjoyed or liked. He will satisfy us of the things in our heart. In fact, he's the best of 23 to, you know, get hungry for God or to see God. And I just said plain and simply, I just had a hunger to serve God. 
that was us. I just remember just pouring my heart into worship, into serving God in church and any opportunity that came up. But simply put, seeking the kingdom of God was the number one thing. And it was that you get hungry for the things of God. And that flows into the next one, which is number three is serving. Everyone say serving. 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 Proverbs eleven twenty five says, The generous soul will be made rich, and he who waters will himself also be watered, also be watered. But there's no life in the Dead Sea. And the reason is the Jordan River has an inflow and it has an outflow, but the Dead Sea only has an inflow. There's no outflow. And the result is, is that everything in the Dead Sea is dead. Yeah. Well done. You know, it's my belief that because when you serve, what you're saying in your actions is that others, you're placing importance on others and serving others rather than your own needs or your own agenda. You are actually showing by your actions that you want to do something outside of yourself more than maybe what's convenient. If you wait until things in your life are really in order before you start serving, from what I've seen, it just never works that way. You know, it just takes a willingness to say, I'll just start somewhere. Uh, Tussie mentioned this morning about the use of serving in uh, our media team or um, our hospitality team or our kids team. And can I just say, you know, need help. I'll do what I need to do. I've seen in my life over and over again when I've been willing to do something and serve, God just pours back over and over and over again. The generous soul will be made rich. If you want to be rich, and I'm not talking about millions and millions of dollars. I wish I was. If you want to be all about living in the overflow of the Holy Spirit, you know, if you want more of the Holy Spirit, this is a way to get more of that in serving. Acts, uh, there's a reason for this, and that's Acts 1.8, which says, You shall receive power... When the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses. So there was a reason for them needing the Holy Spirit alive. And the reason God fills us is so that we can serve His purposes, so that we can serve His agenda. And in some ways, you could say, you know, no serving will, no filling, no need to be filled. Biblical culture that we want to establish here in Church Unlimited City, because you guys do an amazing job. You know, there's a great serving culture here. I think last time we checked, I think Susie and I were talking about it, it's about 75, 80% of people do something in church. You know, normally the trend is way down the other end of 20, 30%. You know, from some degree, we've really moved from spectators and parents. And I just want to encourage you, you know, the more you serve, the more God pours back in with His Holy Spirit. Cool. Number four is repentance. Whoa repentance. Filled with the Holy Spirit, we need to repent, and I won't stop, sorry. Matthew 3, 2, repent for the kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repentance is the gateway for more of God. You know, we need to repent because things are wrong. And often it's the Holy Spirit, well, it is the Holy Spirit, when I mean, hey, all of us here have had moments where we've done something in our heart. We've just, you know, in your heart where God's just been speaking to you saying, hey, you need, you need to put that right. You need to ask for forgiveness. You need to come before me. And the thing about God is he's, he's so gracious. He's so uh, accepting of us of wherever we're at. Revelation um, in 3 says to the angel of the church in Sardis, he writes, these are the words of him who holds the seven spirits of God and the seven stars. I know your deeds. You have a reputation of being alive, but you are dead in the sight of God. Remember, therefore, what you've received and heard. Hold it fast and repent. But if you do not wake up, I will come like a thief, and you will not know at what time 
I will come to you. I really believe across the whole church and the world and the Western culture especially, God is calling this church. God is a God with a big stick. He comes out of a place for love and compassion for his children. He comes like the, for the father with the prodigal son with his arms wide open. He comes because ultimately he's the only one that can actually forgive the things that are resting. When every other religion is no and Christianity is that Christ came down to save us from our sins. There's no way we can work our way up, but God came to give us a hope and a future. So repentance is the key to the future of the church and our lives. And I just want to emphasize it's not a shame. And repent that times of refreshing may come from the presence of the Lord. You know, if you need refreshing, if you need life, can I encourage you, the best thing you can do is actually turn to God and repent and ask for His forgiveness. You'll be amazed at the power and the goodness of God. There's just a sense of the overwhelming goodness of God. We sang it this morning, the goodness of God, the presence of God that comes. Repentance is fantastic. It's life-giving. It's life-changing. It sets you free. It is only through Jesus Christ. So I repent and I turn to you with all of my heart. The, the fifth thing that we can do to live a life overflowing is praise and worship. And I don't know about you, but it's awesome this morning, just worshiping together in one place, just worshiping God. Ephesians 5 verse 19 says, Singing and making melody be filled with the Holy Spirit. And for me, you know, I've, uh, over the years, music and worship's just been my go-to thing. It's part of, I guess, the gifts that God sort of placed in my life. But when you... When you're able to just sing and worship God, I remember in the mornings I'd often, it's probably the place I feel closest to God is when I'm actually just in my own place with, you know, whatever guitar and just worshiping God um, and just being in His presence uninterrupted is when I feel the most closest to God. Sometimes, if I'm honest, it's only worship that's carried me through. struggle with being the Word of God, but I've been able to sing. I've struggled with you know, uh, other areas of your faith or your walk, but have just been able to declare something in a song or a melody or something like that. Sometimes you get to a place where you just, you know, you're so desperate or you just don't know what you think about something or, or you just don't you know, whether it's a tragedy or whether it's a loss or whether it's just something that's, you know, happened in your life and all you, all you can do is just sing and worship God. And those are the moments that sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit just fills your life. Just fills, it just comes in like a flood and fills your friends a day. I will praise you seven times a day. I don't know if I'm quite at that place where I can say, you know, seven times a day, but I know the more that I can sing and worship God, um, the closer I feel His presence. And uh, it's been great recently over lockdown, you know, we've been doing this a lot as a family, but I've noticed even in our kids, not family, and actually when I read that psalm, I thought, wow, you know, that's, that's true, seven times a day, you know, no reason. You know, no, no one's telling me, no one's watching me, just seven times a day, just worshiping God. Worship and praise to God. Can I just say, nothing to do with song choice or anything like that. If Jesus Christ has saved you, redeemed you from a lost eternity, broken the chains of sin and death, you have something to sing about. You know, as I've got a little bit older, 35, a little bit, I use the word older, just a time, as I've got maturer, maturer, as I got maturer, I've, uh, I found myself evaluating things. Oh, yeah. You know, were the lights on? Did the band make some mistakes? Oh, did the worship leader fit? Totally external to the worship of God. 
What a waste of time in God's presence. Honestly, Revelation 7, 9. Let me just, just close your eyes just for a second and let me just read this passage. After this, I bet you, man, poor, could number of all nations and kindreds and people and tongues stood before the throne and before the Lamb, clothed with rights to a God which sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb. And all the angels stood around the throne and about the elders and the four beasts and fell before the throne on their faces and worshipped God. And thanksgiving and honour and power and might be unto our God forever and ever and ever. Amen. That's what it's going to be like in heaven, worshipping. What am I doing here, God? I didn't come to evaluate anything. I just came to worship you and, and actually ask God, you know, God, just, just soften my heart a bit here. I need to be someone that is worshipping you for no other reason than you're worthy. Like this, every effort to sing and worship, you know, it charges your Holy Spirit. It charges that spirit that's in you, and it, and it allows you to be filled, leave empowered and equipped to handle the challenges that life will throw at you. is prayer and fasting. You got to it before me. The Holy Spirit was key to Jesus' ministry. Matthew 3:16, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens opened to him. And you know, before the Holy Spirit came. It appears that Jesus had healed no, no one that was sick. He hadn't cast out any demons. No miracles were performed. It appears that way. So he attained his power not through his divinity. I just want to make that connection here that, you know, we might have been religious or grown up in a religious home. We might have gone to church a lot of our life or we might have read the Bible or, hey, we might have even been, you know, on a missions trip or done something in our fast but even, can I suggest, if Jesus needed to be filled with the Spirit, probably if he needed to be, we, we ourselves so much more need to be filled with the Spirit of God. And we need so much of the Holy Spirit. You know, the Spirit of God is to, uh, to, to just, you know, to be generous and just feel like you need to give someone some money or something like that, or to spend that extra 10 minutes just having that conversation and listening to things that are happening in their lives. When the Spirit of God is on you, those moments, those, those past moments, those miracles, so much more need the Holy Spirit's anointing in everything we're doing. Jude 20 says, But you, beloved, building yourself up in your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit. With prayer, we build ourselves up in the Holy Spirit. And the first thing I'll start with, you know, you come together, you start a time of prayer or whatever, and just you just feel the Spirit of God flowing in your life. And, you know, if you're here today and you don't speak in tongues, I just, at the end of the service, we're going to have a moment just to uh, lay hands and just believe for the Holy Spirit being filled with the Spirit. Fasting reduces the carnal man and fasting heightens the spirit man inside of us. You know, Church Unlimited is built on prayer and fasting. It's a pillar of this church. And prayer and fasting is not just to get on those people that are super into fitness, like me, you know that it takes some effort to get fit. And, uh, you know, I could spend a couple of hours explaining this, not. But, uh, but if you spend like three months getting really, really fit, 
it's really easy to lose all that time you put in three months. As soon as you stop, all that effort kind of slowly, quickly fades away. And the same is true with our spirit. Often we need to keep charge with God. We can often lose the touch of the Holy Spirit. Fasting brings us closer to God. And I would even go as far to dedicate one time in the week of fasting to God. Whether it's one meal, whether it's one morning tea, whether it's a whole day, if, if you feel that. Well, all I want to say is, you know, fasting gets you closer to God. It brings you closer. You hear His voice. You accept something. You know, allow that to be something that is a new habit for you and your life. Maybe you've, maybe you've just never thought about fasting. Can I encourage you, you know, incorporate it into something that you do uh, in your week and you'll be surprised just how much God answers that prayer. Uh, you know, we get trained Jesus returned and the power of the Spirit. If you need the power of the Holy Spirit, follow what Jesus did. And, uh, well, maybe 40 days is a bit of a stretch, but you can start wherever you want to start. But what I want to say is key to successful Christian living is in under- we learn to continually be filled with the Spirit. I'll just get the worship team just to come up. As we learn to continually be filled with the Spirit of God, we'll be more than conquerors, more than conquerors, and be equal to every challenge that life has to say that I know there's some pretty big challenges people are facing today, even here. Big challenges. But the truth is God will never leave you. He'll never let you go through something that you can't face. The Spirit of God will always enable you to go through things when He's with you. And you'll be equal. It's just in a relationship or family, whether it's financially. There's no challenge that the Spirit of God is not able to bring you through and to help you overcome and to help you conquer and to get through those things. Amen. God serving. You know, God fills you so you can be served. Uh, having a um, give me a second. Give me a second. Go back. Uh, serving. The other one was repentant. Oh, goodness. Repenting. Putting your life right before God. Worship. Praise and worship, which we're going to do in a minute. And prayer and fasting. So, you know, one of those, maybe there's something in that that God's really just been pressing upon your heart. Why don't we stand and we're just going to go into a song right now. And as we worship, why don't you just read your heart afresh to go into your heart and just ask God, you know, God, help me to change. Help me by your spirit to adapt one of those into my life. So, yeah, thanks, worship team. Let's